And together we pray, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. As always, Lord, we ask that our minds and our hearts and our souls be made fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The coming of the God's Son to earth was an event of such great immensity that God prepared for it for centuries. The Catechism is speaking about the coming of Jesus, that it was an event with such immensity that God prepared for it for centuries. At the heart of what it meant to be a Jewish person was to wait on the promise of the Messiah. And not this passive waiting, but this longing. Because from the very beginning, at the fall, God promised the Savior, said, okay, you, the, the fall is this, these are the effects of the fall, right? Death and all the difficulties and in the world and suffering and strife between men and women and all, all of the realities, our own concupiscence and everything that we have that we deal with, part of the fall, the Lord, and then ultimately, right, eternal separation from God. Like sin, as St. Paul says, merits us death. Eternal separation from the Lord. And so God promises a Savior. He promises a Messiah that He Himself would come and rescue us and set us free from the slavery of sin and death. And so they are longing for this, this expectation of the coming of the Messiah. And all of the prophets are pointing to it. Now, did they do this uh, really well all the time? No. And we see that's the story of the, the old covenant, right? They're faithful to the Lord, then they fall away, and then, you know, difficulty happens, and they repent, and the Lord has mercy on them. It's just like over and over and over and over, like ourselves. But again, at the heart is this longing. God's preparing. He's probably cultivating the soil, cultivating the soil. And in the fullness of time, God himself took on flesh and entered the world as our Savior. We might ask ourselves, why do we celebrate Advent every year? And really, in, in, in a practical sense, in most of our lives, Advent almost doesn't exist except for an hour a week on four Sundays of the year. It just gets swallowed by everything else. Why do we celebrate Advent? Because the church is asking us, is inviting us to take the longing for the coming of Christ that the Israelites experienced for centuries as our own. To participate in their longing for the coming of the Lord. That this deep longing at our hearts for God would be reawakened. Because it becomes dull. It's easy for our longing for God to become dull. 
There's so many things in our life that this longing for the Lord, we can just kind of quiet it, numb it. Many of us have heard of St. Augustine. We hear of his different quotes. We know some things of his story. St. Augustine was a man who just, he longed to pour himself to whatever was in front of him. And he was good at it. In terms of studying and intellectual life, he just poured himself into his study. In successes, he poured himself into different successes. In sin, he poured himself into sin. He was really good at it. Just giving himself over and over. Like what was happening within him, he later realized after his conversion is that the longing for God in the core of his heart, that he was just like, okay, this thing will fill this. No, this thing, the amount of knowledge, the amount of prestige, the power, sensuality, the next woman will be able to do it. And it couldn't. And in the moments, right, he, he experienced the pleasure and all those things. But after the many, many years, the decades of his mother praying for him and praying for his conversion, he has this awakening, which he writes later in his autobiography. He's like, Lord, I sought you in all of the things outside of myself. But you were not there. You were within, closer to me, that I am to myself. And he says this line, which you've heard me quote so many times, because hopefully it hasn't become cliche, because it's just like a core human experience of our faith. He says, Lord, you have made us for yourself. We are ordered for God. And he says, because of that, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Because you have made us with a longing for you, for infinite love, that there's no amount of power, pleasure, prestige, accomplishment, comfort that can ultimately satisfy the longing of the human heart. Only the Lord himself. Only the Lord himself. And St. Augustine's life is like par excellence of this reality that he has lived it. We have all experienced this in different ways, maybe consciously, maybe not. That the next thing, the next thing, the next thing is going to do it, and it never ultimately does it. Because only God can. And so the Advent season, the church is reminding us who you're longing for is the one that is Christ in the flesh. It is God himself. And so we wait for his coming. That's what Advent means. We long for his coming. And the church speaks about three comings of Christ. The first is him coming in the flesh, which we'll celebrate in Christmas time. The second is his coming at the end of the world, which we've read the last three Sundays at the end of the liturgical year, which kind of bleeds over into Advent. You saw today Christ talking about his coming as judge at the end of the, at the, end of the world. And then the third is between the first and the second. And that coming is that Christ comes at every second of every day knocking on the door of our hearts, longing for us to open to him. 
There is not a time, there is not a second that goes by in your life or in my life that Christ is not at the door knocking. Do we notice? Are we aware? Do we desire him? And he says in the book of Revelation, right, if, if you would just open the door to me, then I would come, he would bring the Father, and that they would dine with us, this communion. He speaks about what um, some people misunderstand as a rapture. There's, the rapture's not real, so Left Behind series made a ton of money on a misunderstanding of this gospel passage. That Jesus is not talking about a time when he's going to come and some people are going to go and some people are going to be left behind. But he's talking about the end of the judgment. You, you see the whole context. Dr. Brand Petrie has a whole book on this. You can read it. It's great. Also, Dr. Michael Barber. He's talking at the end, right, that we've been talking about for a while. The last things, death, judgment, heaven, hell. Like, that some people are going to be with him for all eternity and some people are going to be separated from God from all eternity. And some people are going to, like, know that and some not. It's going to be a surprise. Like, how is it a surprise? Because we can just busy ourselves and be so distracted that we place our hope and our trust in other things but the Lord himself. Other things. It's not even sometimes an intentional thing. We just get caught up being too busy. The other parable where he's inviting everyone to come to the wedding feast. And they're like, ah, I'm plowing my field. Got a little business to take care of. Like, do you, do you know the invitation you've received? Do we know who's knocking? This Advent season, every Advent season, is a time for deeper conversion. Every day is a time for deeper conversion, but Advent and Lent especially. Advent is meant to be like a mini Lent. It's shorter and less intense, but it's actually a time of fasting and prayer and of giving alms in preparation for the coming of Christ and primarily for his coming at every moment of our life. And so I want to invite you and invite me, if you, if you haven't yet this Advent season, if that's a new thing to you, that it's this kind of penitential time, not as intense as Lent, to, to say where in your life, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what in your life needs conversion the most. And then we would order intentionally our fasting, our prayer, and our almsgiving around where we need that conversion. The things that needs to change most. St. Paul in his letter is talking about, hey, like, put off the deeds of the flesh, lust and carousing and drunkenness and greed and envy, all of it. Put it away and put on Christ. It's a privileged time in this Advent season. I want to invite you, as you're praying with that, to think of uh, maybe how much media we consume. How much media we consume. I know for myself, it's like, okay, man, like, you got your eyes on that phone too much. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a little embarrassing, actually, if I'm honest. I find myself sometimes, right, something's going on, this and that or whatever, and it's like, 
could be could be no big deal could be something whatever it's like oh like i'm just like looking at my phone i'm like why am i looking at my phone oh because i had like a moment of discomfort like i mean don't look at me like you don't do it i know everybody in here does that like what what's going on (laughs) what okay boom so i want to invite you really to some of your fasting to be from being on the screen so much we have to actually allow ourselves to be uncomfortable and to wrestle with whatever is going on interiorly with the Lord. Not alone, but with the Lord. And he wants to reveal the truth of who he is and who we are in the midst of whatever it is. But if we're constantly distracting ourselves, then we don't see him knocking and then we can't let him in. And we wonder, where are you? What do you mean, where am I? Where are you? The Advent season is a time of preparation, of longing, a renewed longing. You know what longing does? Longing hurts and it's beautiful. And so we have to allow this longing to hurt and to be beautiful for God, preparing to receive him. We're going to ask, we're going to pray, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit, you're going to ask the Holy Spirit, where do I need in my life to to cut some things away, to have some fasting? Where do I need to, to add some prayer? And where do I give alms? Where do I serve and give to those in need that my heart can be made ready for the Lord? that I will welcome him now and at the hour of my death, that I will not be surprised as some people are. You know, we pray the Hail Mary. We think of sometimes we just pray like, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Why? Those are the two most important moments of every human life. The two most important moments of every human life is right now the present moment, whenever and wherever you are, and the hour of your death. Why? Because those are the moments that we need to be saying yes and welcoming Christ. Now, if I've sinned, okay, now, like, I need to return, I need to repent. If the Lord's coming to me, I need to rejoice with him now. And at the hour of my death, Lord, let me be faithful to you, that I would spend all eternity So this Advent season, as we're praying, as we're fasting, as we're giving alms, let us ask the Virgin Mary to walk with us and to pray for us now that we'll be attentive to Jesus and at the hour of our death that we'll be attentive to him. The coming of God's Son to earth is an event of such immensity that God willed to prepare for it over centuries. Let us prepare for his coming always that we would welcome him now and that he would welcome us into the eternal life for all eternity. Why? Because, Lord, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.com dot org.